from San Francisco, California, with your host, Ben Kaspik. This is Locked On Giants Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On this show, we provide daily episodes, Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. To subscribe to Locked on Giants Baseball, you can find us on the brand new podcast app Himalaya as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Giants Baseball. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. Coming up on today's show, we will discuss the Giants' 4-2 loss to the Miami Marlins, the struggles continuing for the San Francisco Giants. So we'll run through the game notes and then we're going to talk about some Madison Bumgarner rumors in the second half. So you're not going to want to miss that. Before we get into the baseball side of the show, we have some sad news to report out of the Giants front office yesterday. Heather Holmes, the wife of Giants amateur scouting director Michael Holmes, passed away of breast cancer yesterday morning. Farhan Zaidi issued a statement saying, we send our love and deepest sympathies to Michael and his family and are keeping them in our thoughts. It was a larger statement than that, but that's the line that is here in the Chronicle. And we would like to echo that sentiment and send our deepest sympathies to the Holmes family as well. Moving on to the baseball, the Giants, yes, lost again to the Marlins, which is not what you would hope for, but it is the reality of the situation. They lost 4-2, to two, and with the loss, the Giants fell to 21-33. and 33. Dodgers winning, so the Giants are 15 games back in the National League West. I'm right on the cusp here of saying that that is just an impossibility and that, that the Giants will not be winning the West this season. In fact, I'm going to declare it now, 15 games back on May 30th, and the NL West is out of reach. The Giants' run differential fell to minus 88, which is still the worst in the National League because the only other team close is the Marlins. So if you keep losing to the Marlins, you're going to keep separating yourselves from them for last place in this important category. That run differential has an expected record of 18-36, and 36, which is just absolutely dreadful, losing two games for every single win. And that's kind of the level of baseball the Giants have played this year. And it's really shocking in a way. The Giants have allowed more runs than any other team in the National League, and that includes the Colorado Rockies who play half their games at Coors Field. So you can imagine the Rockies, whenever the Giants go there, it's always a crazy, wild, high-scoring game. And the Rockies play there all the time, and yet somehow this season the Giants have allowed more runs than that Colorado Rockies team. And, you know, the further they fall out of contention, which they're very much out of contention right now, and then some trades start happening because it absolutely makes sense to deal guys who are impending free agents this year, like Madison Bumgarner, Will Smith, potentially Tony Watson, who has a player option for next year. And there are other guys who I would say they should probably consider trading as well. A bad team is only going to get worse when you lose some of your better players in Bumgarner and Will Smith, for example. So this could easily be a hundred loss season, which would be difficult to watch, difficult to stomach, but at the end of the day, they might come out of it with some better prospects and a really high draft pick in 2020. So some people might not want to hear that, but that is 
the way I see it, just a little bit of the reality of the situation. So getting to the game itself, this was a Madison Bumgarner start. He pitched pretty well. Only four strikeouts in six innings, six hits allowed, two earned runs, one walk, no homers. Not his best performance, but he was efficient, and he had only like 80 pitches going into the seventh inning, but he allowed a hit, and then they took him out of the game. And after the game, Bochy said he was gassed, which I don't quite know what that means. Honestly, it could be that they were holding him back because they know that they're likely to trade him at some point in the relatively near future and there's just no reason to overextend him and teams that are inquiring about him probably want them to keep him fresh or he could actually have just felt off which is kind of what he and Bochi both said maybe he's getting sick something like that we don't know but anyway he gave up two runs one of which like came in while he was actually on the mound the other was that that hit right before he came out ended up scoring when Melanson gave up that run and a run of his own later in that inning. And when the Giants fell behind 3-1 to one in that bottom of the seventh, the game felt out of reach. And so when you're playing the Miami Marlins and you're down 3-1 to one and that game feels unattainable, that's when you know you have a bad baseball team on your hands. And that is what we're dealing with right now with the 2019 San Francisco Giants. Sam Dyson also came into this game and struggled a little bit, gave up a run on three hits. In the ninth inning with the Giants down 4-1, to one, Sergio Romo came in to close out the game for the Marlins. And the note here is that, man, he's been gone for a long time, and he comes in, and who is he facing? Buster Posey and Pablo Sandoval are the first two guys due up against him. And to me, he must be thinking, what? These guys are still here? Because the glory days are long past, and so seeing Romo was kind of like a look in the mirror and saying, wow, like how long has it been since Sergio Romo was around and with the Giants? It feels like forever ago. But then you think, you know, same thing could be said of Pablo Sandoval and Buster Posey. How long have they been sitting in the middle of the Giants lineup? Far too long, you might make the case. At least the fact that they're still in the middle and being relied upon as the run producers. It's just a little bit of a reality check. Eventually, you can't just run out the same guys year after year after year after year and expect the same level of production. And that's kind of what the old front office did by signing these guys through 2021. So more and more, it's become apparent that the next good Giants team is not going to have this core as a central part of its success. So that's kind of a tough pill to swallow and a little bit of a reality check that The next time the Giants are good, it's going to be players that we don't even know who they are right now. I mean, it might be Joey Bart and Elliot Ramos. Marco Luciano might be coming up at some point in that mix. But it could very well be a, a guy who's drafted on Monday and players who are acquired via trade in the next couple of months in return for someone like Madison Bumgarner and or Will Smith. And somehow it really did feel like seeing Romo proved that point. The Giants staged a bit of a rally. Posey hit a double. Sandoval hit an infield single. But they they could only push across one run, and Sergio Romo struck out Steven Duggar to end the game. Remember, to subscribe to Locked On Giants Baseball, you can find us on the brand new podcast app, Himalaya. It's free, super easy to use, and has every single podcast you love or are searching for. They have personally curated playlists made just for you by their expert podcast tastemakers. Themed collections of shows to help with podcast discovery. You can find everything from comedy to mystery, thrillers, and sports. Listeners can follow their favorite shows and creators. Thumbs up and comment on individual episodes. And build podcast playlists by the episode. Customize it just like a playlist for songs and share it through social texts and email. 
channel. Find and download Himalaya on the App Store or Google Play Store, and don't forget to follow Locked On Giants Baseball when you're there. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else it is you listen to shows. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to discuss some Madison Bumgarner trade rumors, so you're not going to want to miss that, but first... We talk about baseball performance all the time on this show, but what about performance in the bedroom? That's right, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew is the first chewable with the same active FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. They can be taken anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Yes, I actually know someone who has tried this product and they have extremely positive things to report about its effectiveness. The best part about Blue Chew is that it's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no more visit to the doctor's office, waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness around this topic. Blue Chew is made in the United States and prepares and shipped direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit www.bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's it. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB, and try it. It's free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, so as promised, we're going to talk Madison Bumgarner trade rumors here in the second half of the show. According to Jason Stark of The Athletic in an interview with Mike Missanelli on 97.5 The Fanatic, a Bumgarner trade could come sooner rather than later. Here is a quote from Stark. Quote, I'm hearing that Madison Bumgarner could be traded as early as mid-June and the Phillies will be in on that. End quote. Not surprising at all. The Giants, given how far they've fallen down in the standings, it doesn't necessarily make sense to hold out until the deadline. We have seen over the years and in recent years, teams are more willing and desiring to acquire players like Bumgarner earlier in the season. And so if as long as the competition is there and you're having teams compete for the player, the price actually may be higher earlier in the season because the team acquiring him gets to keep him for longer. There was another tweet from Jason Stark about how the Phillies bullpen has been hit hard by injuries lately, including a left-handed reliever who went down the other day. And so my reaction to that is that if they're interested in Bumgarner, they're also going to be interested in Will Smith and any other Giants relievers that they have. So to me, continues to make a lot of sense to pair Bumgarner and Smith together in a potential trade. It really does does help that the Phillies and the Braves are fighting it out atop the National League East for the division title separated by just three and a half games and they both look like good teams so obviously now with the wild card being a single elimination game that division crown is extremely valuable so if you have a tight race two up-and-coming teams with relatively deep farm systems trying to push their chips in the middle and put themselves over the top and try to win a world series in 2019 that is a recipe for having a little bit of a bidding war for a tandem like Bumgarner and Will Smith. Because not only do they legitimately probably want those players for themselves, but by acquiring them, they keep them out of the hands of their biggest opponent. It again should be noted that Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel are both available via free agency, and after the upcoming draft, they can be signed without draft pick compensation being tied to their free agency. And I think that 
Kimbrel and Keuchel are actually pretty fair comps for Smith and Bumgarner. So if a team has money to spend and those guys are willing to just take a one-year deal or it would even be like a half-year deal at that point, then it could interfere with the trade market for Bumgarner and Smith. So it'll it'll be very interesting to continue to monitor. But again, not everyone can get those two guys and not everyone wants to spend the money. But at the same time, if you could just spend the money and not have to give up prospects, then you're just you would prefer to do that. It also should be noted that rentals do not get that great of returns. So that's why I'm talking about pairing Bumgarner and Smith together because just Bumgarner alone, I think that the expectations people have might be too high for what the Giants could get back in return. You're not getting a top 10, 25, or even probably a top 50 prospect back for two months, three months of Madison Bumgarner. Manny Machado barely netted a top 50 prospect J.D. Martinez was dealt for four guys who were not even close to the top 100. I think back to when the Padres traded Brad Hand to the Indians for a top 25 prospect in Francisco Mejia, but Brad Hand was signed for multiple years to a team-friendly deal. So Will Smith might be a comp to Brad Hand as a player, but the contract is not at all the same where Smith is just a rental and Hand was controllable at a team-friendly deal for, for multiple seasons. And that's what got you a top 25 prospect. I think if you come Combine the two, you could get someone you like, but it remains to be seen who that would be. And I think fans need to take a step back and realize it's not going to be some of the biggest names in in the prospect lists across baseball. I do think Minnesota might make sense, although they have a very comfortable lead in the division, but they probably could use the veteran starting pitching in Madison Bumgarner. The Yankees could also make sense in addition to possibly the Red Sox, Tampa Bay Rays, and even a team like the Cardinals and the Brewers. Padres might also make sense potentially. So anyway, lots to to think about as the upcoming months shed more and more light on what will happen with Madison Bumgarner and the San Francisco Giants moving forward. Remember to subscribe to Locked On Giants Baseball. You can find us on the brand new podcast app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Giants Baseball. This is a daily show with new episodes every weekday, Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Cove underscore cast. If you like this show, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends and family to listen and subscribe to Locked On Giants Baseball. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. Talking about today's game against the Marlins, Tyler Beatty was called up to make the start. We'll get into the game and preview the series against the Orioles. I cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow, and until then, we'll see you next time. 